Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you're well. Let's dive into today's news. I think a lot of you have seen this on see it on CBS 60 Minutes. They interviewed this scientist. We'll get into his name in a moment. They interviewed this scientist. We'll get into his name in a moment. Who has been claiming that the human race will be extinct in a decade or two decades. He started claiming this in 1968. He said that uh, millions and millions and millions and millions of people, hundreds of millions of people would die of famine by 1980. Uh, that didn't happen. And now he's making the exact same Malthusian claims. And you can see the World Economic Forum, the UN, the IMF, basically the Davos types, the global elite are basically just taking what this guy says or the Club of Rome, same group of people, and they're just regurgitating it as though it's absolute fact. But what comes, but when it comes to actually preventing this from happening or trying to solve a problem, then they're kind of at a loss. So it makes you think about, okay, well, if they're claiming this is a problem, what are their quote unquote solutions? And why are they so vague? But when you connect the dots, you see that their plan is basically the Thanos plan. You snap your fingers and half the people are just gone. So as we go through this story, I want to challenge you to think about some of the things that, that Thomas Malthus himself put out there as ways to combat this overpopulation. Things like war, disease, famine. And when we're going through this article and listening to what this gentleman and others like him have to say, just ask yourself if, if this picture that they're painting is so dire that secretively they would actually be in favor of war, disease, or famine, arguing that it would be the least bad option. And then take the next step and ask yourself, if there are certain people within the group that wouldn't try to create these types of events in an effort to save the planet, they see themselves as a mar martyr that, yes, I'm going to intentionally create World War Three. Yes, I'm going to intentionally create a disease that's going to kill millions and millions of people. Yes, I'm going to intentionally create famine, food shortages, energy shortages that will kill millions and millions of people. But I'm doing this because I'm the only one with the guts to do it. Just like Thanos, exact same argument. Because by killing hundreds of millions of people, if not billions of people, in their mind, they're saving the human race. Or maybe that's giving them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe at heart, they're all just eugenicists and they're just trying to kill poor brown people. I'll let you be the judge. But let's get into this article from CNBC that was based on this 60 Minutes interview. And uh, the title is Scientists Say Planet in Midst of Sixth Mass Extinction, Earth's Wildlife Running Out of Places to Live. You know what's funny is occasionally on the weekend, I will charter a helicopter and go from downtown Medellin, they have a very small airport there, up to the, the lake here, the local lake is called Guadapé. And it's about a 20-minute, maybe 25-minute ride. And you're just going over just 
nothing but jungle and forest. Like that's it. <laughs> there's no, there's no towns, nothing. And I, I know it's just anecdotal, but I mean, really, I mean, fly across the United States and just take a window seat really quick and tell me that we're running out or wildlife is running out of places to live. Come on, come on. I just, that in and of itself, I have a hard time believing, but let's continue on. In what year will the human population grow too large for Earth to sustain? The answer, 1970. <laughs> so if that, so then what's the point, right? If they're sitting here saying that the planets, in 1970, the planets, three and a half billion people were sustainable. But on New Year's Day, the population is 8 billion. So let's just stop right there. Let's stop right there. According to what they're saying, you've got two options. Either we're, we're just doomed, so we might as well just keep it on, keep it on. Or we just need to kill not half the world's population, more than half. We just need to kill 5 billion people. We can stop the article right there. Because according to them, in their own words, those are our choices. Again, I want you to think through this through the lens of war, famine, disease. Do you really think that a group of people that had this mindset would be against those three things? I don't think so. I think give them a couple beers and they would admit that they are in favor of those three things and give them a couple more beers. I think they'd probably admit that they were actively trying to encourage those three things and those were their objectives and maybe just maybe things that we've seen play out in 2020 and 2021 2022 could be things that maybe just maybe were part of the plan the thanos plan we'll call it again i'm not asserting that klaus schwab and bill gates created the cerveza signals but i am saying that I think if they were being honest and you said, hey, on net balance, is it a good thing if we have a disease wipe out half the planet? They would say on net balance, yeah, that's a good thing. Same thing with nuclear war. Same thing with famine. So here they say, we're going to show you a possible solution, which I was pretty much looking for the entire article. And you really don't find. <laughs> but then they go on to do one of these stupid emotional, personal stories about this guy who was a fisherman. Family's been a fisherman for hundreds of years, and now all of a sudden he can't fish anymore. Therefore, let's just kill 5 billion people so this guy can continue fishing. And by the way, why wouldn't he be one of the people that we kill? Like, like, like this is what we're talking about here. You see, they, they never go into their solution. They want to sidestep that, right? But okay, and, and this guy is the, the fisherman, and yeah, I feel sorry for him. But dude, would you rather have no fish or would you rather be dead? Or would you rather have 5 billion people dead if those are your choices? Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. 
Jason Hartman, real estate, and Brent Johnson with macroeconomics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. They go on to say how horrific this is because his only backups other than fishing would be starting a food truck, switching to crab, which is weird because if the whole planet is coming to an end, why are the crabs out there? But anyway, I, I'm not a biologist, so maybe I shouldn't even go down that path. Or he could just consult on cannabis farms. His scramble to admit, ad, excuse me, his scramble to adapt is being repeated around the world. So then this Paul Ehrlich guy, he's the main Malthusian scientist that was part of this 60 Minutes report. And he wrote the book back in 1968 called like Population Bomb or something. And he claimed that hundreds of millions of people would die of uh, famine in the 1980s. He made all these claims. And from what I can tell, very few of them uh, came to fruition. And even the ones that you could argue came to fruition are, are, are debatable. And I think it's, it's interesting, too, that in 1968, the Club of Rome was started. And in 1972, they came out with their paper called Limits to Growth, which sounds like pretty much a regurgitated version of Paul Ehrlich's original book. So it seems like they've got their inspiration from him, which, and, and let's be honest here, Paul just really is regurgitating what Thomas Malthus said in the, in the 1800s. The alarm Ehrlich sounded in 1968 warned that overpopulation would trigger widespread famine. And he was wrong about that. The green revolution fed the world, but he also wrote in 1968 that heat from greenhouse gases would melt polar ice and humanity would overwhelm the wild. Today, humans have taken up over 70% of the planet's land. What? Again, and 70% of the fresh water? Okay, I don't know about the water, but how can you argue that human beings have taken over 70% of, the, of all the land in the entire world? Again, just, just fly over the United States. <laughs> Fly over Canada, fly over China, for heaven's sakes. You're going to, India, pick them. You're going to tell me that, I mean, the only place you might be able to argue that humans have taken over 70% of the, of the land is maybe like Singapore, like, like a city state. But to say that humans occupy 70%, okay, maybe there might be a human Okay, maybe maybe I'll I'll give him that. There might be a human being on 70% of the planet's land. But to say that humans have taken over 70%, come on. How can you take someone seriously that says this when you can just hop on a plane? I mean, and then he says the rate of extinction is extraordinarily high now and getting higher all the time. It's I, I'd be very curious just to ask Paul. I'm sure he's a, I don't know, he was a nice guy, I'm sure. 
And maybe he means well. Who knows? Maybe he's not a eugenicist. But I would just ask him, Paul, you were obviously wrong in 1968. Why? Why were you wrong? Why did a lot of the things that you said would happen, why didn't they happen? And why can those things not happen in the future? I mean, I think it'd be a, a, a very difficult question for him to answer which is, I'm sure, why CBS didn't ask him in the first place. And then this guy says, I mean, at least 75%, three quarters of known species disappearing from the face of the earth. Oh, this is what he's saying is is what we're in store for if we don't kill 5 billion people immediately, if not sooner. Uh, these are the, these two people right here, they're talking. But I mean, I think this is the, the true irony, is they're saying that, listen, this is a big problem. And it's going to create mass extinction with species. And one of those species that will suffer is going to be the human race, because they say this is something that we're going to have to survive. Okay, well, let's just say that climate change and these disasters that we are supposedly creating and we cannot avoid are going to wipe out half the human race. Okay, but that's still better than what they're proposing, which is killing more than half the human race. So if one choice is kill 4 billion people and the other choice is 5 billion people, hey, I'm going to go with the 4 billion people. (laughs) I mean, it's just amazing that, that we are on this definitive path to, you know, wiping out the, the population But yet the only, and we have to avoid that at all costs, because of course no one wants that, but yet the solution is to wipe out even more of the population. The worst of the killing, so now they're talking about how the the, the wildlife on the planet is just going the way of the dinosaur. Already, the worst of the killing is in Latin America, where the World Wildlife Fund study says the abundance of wildlife has fallen 94% since 1970. Really? We're we're honestly going to say that in all of Latin America, all of Latin America, it has 94% fewer animals or wildlife than it did in 1970. Come on. And again, I want to be very clear. I'm not a biologist. This Maybe this number is true. I, I, I have a very difficult time. And let's just assume for a moment that this number is true that we have wiped out 94% of all wildlife in Latin America. I spend a lot of time in Latin America. And if 94% of a reduction in wildlife has taken us from 1970 to where we are today, I mean, I hate to say it, but okay, is that a big deal? I mean, we're still here, right? I mean, I just looked out my window today. I've got birds flying by. I was at the lake the other day. There's fish everywhere. I see. I mean, I even see road signs going out to the lake. If I drive up there, that are they're, they're saying, "Look out for bear! Look out for jaguar! Look out for lizards!" I've got some weird road signs in Colombia. But okay, you see what I'm saying? That if we've eradicated 94% of wildlife, it doesn't seem like that's too bad. Like we're not living in some sort of scorched earth hellscape here in Latin America even though we've lost, according to them, 95%, 94% of all wildlife. So so 